0: Barbecues are passion, and that's just what you'll get where the can burns is a barbecue. Where tales from the pits.
1: Howdy! Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian and Andrew, and we're in Charleston, but not for much longer. Nope. Looking at, uh, keep looking at my watch, waiting for that plane.
0: Yeah, we've had a great time spending five days in Charleston. We're getting ready to fly out, and so we wanted to record a recap of just everything that's gone on this week in Charleston, both with the wine and food event and with our own barbecue shenanigans we did inside and outside the event.
1: Yeah, you know, Andrew likes to set up our itineraries where we have a little, um, always go out and on the road a little bit, plus uh, we ate a little nice dining as well.
0: Yeah, let's uh let's start with day one Wednesday, March second. We flew in, got in the afternoon, you know had some uh culinary talent on our flight. Yeah, ended up on the flight with uh Aaron Blue Dorn from Blue Dorn, which is a high end restaurant in Houston, and uh Leonard and Abby Patello from Truth were on the flight as well. So it was a good Houston contingent going down to Charleston this weekend.
1: Yeah, after that flight had been uh Reshuffled a couple times by the airline, which uh, will go nameless, but it's okay. the a nice <laughs> flight. It just wasn't the one we were expecting.
0: In fairness to them, it's happened to me on three different airlines in the last year. So I guess can't even, I can't even blame just them for it. I've had it happen on three different airlines where they move around the flights or cancel a flight because just not enough people are traveling or I don't know the reasons. But anyway, we
1: got there. Yeah. And then we went and ate some good food.
0: Yeah. We went to Fig, which is one of the... Most highly acclaimed restaurants in Charleston, Uh, I'd been several years ago, pretty much everyone I talked to about Charleston says, oh, you got to go there, you got to go there. And so, yeah, made it a point to go back and got in that first night and had a really good meal. One thing we both love outside of barbecue is fresh seafood and when it's prepared well and it's and it's really, really quality product and fig produced on that.
1: Absolutely. And appetizers were not seafood, though. But I think we should still go mention them because they were so good. So uh, you picked? Uh, The chicken liver pate. Yes, and I picked the lamb tartare. And uh, both were just super flavorful. Yeah. Really good. And then
0: we we had some seafood entrees, a couple of cocktails. And then we headed to opening night of the Charleston Wine and Food event, which thankfully was really close to Fig, actually.
1: Yeah, walking distance. So we we had a mix of rental car and... Uber and lots of walking. So hopefully we walked off some of the food, but uh um opening night We was, might have to walk to Houston to yeah. walk off all the food <laughs> yeah. we've eaten this week. I'm I'm afraid to weigh myself when I get back, but I'm going to anyway. Um but opening night was a lot of fun. Um you know, this festival is different than the last time we went. It's grown quite a bit. It's expanded and it's it's moved locations around. Um, But opening night was kind of in the original location, or at least when we went. Uh, Yeah, it was really close
0: to the original location of where we were. This was at the uh, College of Charleston. Um, We sampled a bunch of different—I mean, there was a lot of food from different chefs there. I mean, there was not necessarily barbecue food, but a lot of really good food and a lot of varied stuff from vegetable dishes to the got to mention the husk pimento cheese that we had since pimento cheese has become such a thing in barbecue lately. Um, that was a really good bite. Uh, anything else stand out for you on that one, Brian?
1: That's a long time ago. Um. <laughs> it's many, many <laughs> bites of food ago. Yes, no, there was, it was really good. Um, but We had I some did. good raw oysters there too. Yeah, that was kind of the start off. we probably yeah. each had, um, well, I know we've had well over two dozen oysters each this trip, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been good. Yes. Um, so we, we got home that night and then next day was a really long drive. Uh, it was a lot of driving, but a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. The next day we, uh, we took a, took a little road trip. We wanted to get in some South Carolina whole hog on this trip. I mean, we can't be here and not get some of the old, old school whole hog in. So we, uh, we made plans to get up fairly early, not crack a dawn, but fairly early and drive to the original Scott's barbecue in Hemingway, South Carolina um it was started by rosie scott and ella scott and obviously their their son rodney you know cooked there learned there and went on and has done the amazing things he's done uh, but we'd been there back in 2018 on our hog trip but hadn't been back since so it was it was really great to get back
1: and it, it's such a unique building in such a unique location it's one of the things that we really like are these iconic places that both hold memory and quality food Uh, but also are just such a visual treat overall. You know, barbecue is is a very experiential, uh, it it triggers a lot of senses. And so that's what's really cool. Their smoke room is a a giant Kwanzaa hut. And inside of that are all their pits and they're cooking that. They've got the big burn barrel in back. Yeah, it was really cool we got got to step inside that for a minute. You know, we, we, we don't, in many places we don't just barge in or anything but they saw me kind of looking through the door and they're like hey you want to come in we're like sure <laughs> <laughs> don't say it twice and so uh, we got to roll around in the in the uh, pit room out back they had the burn barrel all of the, the pits in the pit room some of them were going and then they were cooking up fresh cracklins uh, right there on site as well so yeah. um, that was cool and in the building itself you know for people that know it's not a restaurant. Um, it's kind of like an old gas station that's no longer a gas station or a A store general store sort of thing yeah yeah um and it's mostly you know to go but they have picnic tables right outside right in front of the smokehouse so you can uh, plop down and eat while that all that cooking's going on in the background
0: yeah and that was in the vinegar pepper region of south carolina the there are different sauce regions of the state um so we got some really good really good whole hog and one of the things we weren't familiar until we made our first trip and we maybe should we make the listeners familiar it's very different from texas if most of you're listening that are big fans of texas barbecue you can go into any pretty much any barbecue place in the carolinas and be like i want to plate a barbecue and you're getting pork like you don't have to well, they, specify yeah, they
1: just the menus just say barbecue yeah yeah they just say barbecue plate and you don't get to choose your meats on a barbecue plate at most places um you know the newer school ones are different but but yeah, and so it's just funny not just to see that, but to hear people order. You know, what would you like? I'll have a plate of barbecue. Yeah, and that's it. That's all they have to say.
0: Yeah, there, there's no. <laughs> would you like the uh, apple pie pecan sausage, or would yeah. you like the <laughs>
1: moisture lean? No, it's just it's, it's just, just
0: barbecue. It's just pork,
1: yeah. And, and a lot of it is pulled, um, which there's two very different styles: pulled and chopped. Um, and they and they end in a very different profile, um, yeah. just of texture and flavor, but. Um, from Scott's we went to so that was our second visit ever to Scott's so um, it's one of those that again just because you go once doesn't mean that's the only time you should ever go right Um, McCabe's was our next spot
0: yeah McCabe's um, is a place that we'd just been trying to do as much research as we can on the old whole hog places because there just aren't all that many Um, so we head straight from Scott's to McCabe's and lots of nice quiet country roads to drive on going from Scotts to McCabe's.
1: Yeah, you know, and from uh, the speed limits are very low on these backcountry roads, which... uh, Especially for
0: us Texans.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. So Andrew got a little talking to. Yeah,
0: yeah. We had a very nice officer who very politely told us to slow down um, and let us off with a warning. So thank you for that, officer. That was knock on wood. That's only the second time we've been pulled over in all of our barbecue travels, both times it's in me, so I don't know what that says. <laughs> and both times it was on the way to the
1: Carolinas. Um, there you go. But but hey. well, we got close in East Texas a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of East Texas cops. Um, uh, true. And, and we do say, you know, drive safe and definitely don't drink and drive or do anything stupid um, because you're in another state. And you know, you you may not be used to the speed limits, and you know, ways and and Google Maps and Apple Maps can only do so much for you. These right. cops can pop up anywhere. And really nice guy. We talked a little bit about barbecue too. Of yeah, yeah
0: <laughs> no, su- super nice guy. So thank you for letting us off on a, with a warning on that one. And and again, we made our way to McCabe's Barbecue, which let's, uh, let's tell the listeners a little bit about McCabe's because that was a an unique experience. Yes. Yeah, so
1: so to me, um, <clears throat> to me the building and when you walk in the the main building. Reminded me a lot of like an old Dairy Queen, um, just kind of the the structure of the size of the building and everything. Um, they do have a separate pit room over um, off to the side with multiple pits, um, but you walk in and it's it's all you can eat is an option. Um, it's buffet. It's you don't get your own food, but it's kind of that buffet style cafeteria style. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a better way to
0: describe yeah, it. They'll yeah, they'll portion out however, literally however much food you want on the right. buffet.
1: And and this was going to be one of four stops that day. Um, and possibly five. So we we were like, we were just wanted a little bit to split. And this, this barbecue in general is so cheap. Uh, they somehow talked us into two all-you-can-eat platters. <laughs> um, but it, it, um, it was with drink, all-you-can-eat, plus tax included was $14.50. Each. Yeah, it was <laughs> insane. And
0: when we talk about the all-you-can-eat, um, we got, and I think there's a couple menu items we didn't get, but we got most of the menu, which included whole hog, hash and rice, the first hash we had of this trip, um, purloo, which is a like a rice cooked in pork. With, it was really good. It was really, yeah, yeah really like flavorful, it. really tasty. Um, collard greens, cabbage, uh, hush puppies. Uh, there were green beans. I think it's the only thing I didn't get were the green beans. Yeah, And fried chicken. And fried chicken, yes. <laughs> fried chicken. Really, really good, good fried, fried chicken. chicken. Yes, yes.
1: So... I mean, you could, it, it was a great value, and these values, unfortunately, are going to continue to decline because the, the price of everything is going up. Um, but you can find these in these small little towns where that is their market and they, they have low overhead. Um, so we, we really enjoy those things as, as much as we like, you know, the hipster fancy really high quality sourcing and and all of that which is a great meal in and of itself but we also really enjoy these little spots that are still still surviving and still doing well
0: yeah so we got to mccabe's is in manning south carolina another small town in south carolina so if you're driving through that's a whole hog option for you and obviously hash and rice and everything else they do Uh, but from there we had to get back into town because we had some charleston wine and food events and things to to get to Um, and so we drove into town dropped the car off and we we knew it was going to be a very far drive and there was going to be plenty of drink available so we ride shared over to the surf and turf event which was at bowen's island restaurant which uh robert moss who you'll hear more about coming up on the show later uh, told us that he believes it's the oldest restaurant in the low country
1: since 1946
0: yeah so it was, it was cool. It's a really cool restaurant right there on the water that they get fresh oysters from right there, right behind the restaurant. Yeah. There's
1: a, there's a boat dock and a pier and they, while we were at this event, boats were coming in, offloading their and cleaning their oysters. So right. pretty, yeah. Pretty cool. yeah, it was pretty darn
0: cool. I mean, and a lot of really good food at that event as well. Um, I don't want to get into the palmetto ra- hash and rice on this portion. We'll get to it when we go to when we get to the
1: restaurant portion of. Uh, yes, the make visit. a note of that, folks. Yeah, um, yes, you'll, you'll want to hear we'll about, about this about one. Um, and uh, obviously, some there was multiple oyster dishes. I did like some of the shrimp and grits that we had. Yeah, we had a really good shrimp and grit dish from
0: Southern Smoke Barbecue. Matthew Register served a really nice shri- uh, shrimp and grits, and just. The food there, the local food, and there was a lot of local chefs there, it was fantastic. Amy Mills was there from 17th Street Barbecue. With, with an oyster dish. With an yes. oyster dish as well. And it was just, uh, there's so much good food at this event. Uh, the, the scallop dish with the pork belly. Oh, that was one of the that, best. That was, yeah. that was an incredible plate.
1: Crispy. I mean, they cut it into bacon. so yeah. Bacon thick slices, and then they had, had kind of fried them fresh, plus the fresh scallops just yeah such an awesome bite
0: and then of course as we said palmitar barbecue was there and that was our first sampling of palmitar before we got to the restaurant a couple days later Um, and uh, hector was very nice to give us a nice big hunk of midlands which if you guys have not heard us talking about midlands on the show before it is the belly of the pig and when you're doing whole hog and it's juicy fatty deliciousness and if you get a bite of it you'll, you'll remember it for a long yeah. time i mean
1: it, it's kind of like the moist on brisket the moist side of brisket um but it's obviously even more fatty it's not for everybody um but it's for us <laughs> <laughs> so uh from there which was really cool and we watched the sunset there and we we uh we hung out for a while yeah um after the event just to to see that and almost watch the place burn down um <laughs> <laughs> separate discussion unrelated to the event itself completely unrelated to the event itself but somebody started a big fire there um they did get it out i think but then we we took uh the uber but we stopped prior to getting to the house and we popped in at i think it was eight thirty p.m at yeah. that time yeah at rodney scott's
0: Yep, Rodney Scott's location in Charleston, the James Beard Award-winning location in Charleston, which we'd would we been to before, but obviously we were going to make sure we got back to this time. And conveniently so, it's about half a mile walk from our Airbnb to Rodney Scott's. So, yeah, we had the, uh, the ride share drop us off there. And 8.30 at night, still a full restaurant, people on the patio, the place was rocking and rolling, and we had really good barbecue
1: that night, too. Yeah, we had a... a we- three meats but it was a a double hog
0: yeah yeah it was oh the first night was just the hog yeah we we went back a second time and got more but yeah the first night we had double hog we had collard greens uh cornbread that cornbread was really good yeah
1: oh yeah it was really really it was like a cornbread cake almost really moist it was so
0: good um yeah we had a really nice meal there and then uh, walked back to the airbnb and got ready for our next day which was another early start
1: yeah, freaking crack a dawn. Um, you know, you're but, on. You're on, If we had known when they
0: opened, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Well, you know, when you're on quote unquote vacation, although this was uh, technically a working vacation, but uh, when you're on vacation, you don't want to get up at six a.m. But we do because that's the only way that we could squeeze in all of these stops, um, which was perfectly fine. Um, first, we headed out to West Columbia. Got there a little earlier than uh, should have been. Or could have been, I guess. Maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's lesson to everybody, on, especially on these old school places. If, if you want to be 100% sure on their hours, it's probably best to call them. Because even if they have a website that displays their hours, and even if Google displays their hours, that may not be their hours. Which we unfortunately found out the hard way when we got to Heights Barbecue in West Columbia, who until recently were open Fridays and Saturdays starting at 8 a.m., uh, we got there at eight forty-five, and there was a sign taped to the door saying new hours starting February 14th. We don't open till 10 AM. So we had about an hour or so to kill, um, drove around Columbia. We got to see, we, yeah, we got to see the world's largest fire hydrant. Yeah. We got to see the world's largest fire hydrant. If you know Brian, you know, he loves his roadside attractions. Yes.
1: And we saw Whataburger, which is no connection to Whataburger.
0: That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. There, there's a separate Burger chain, um, we won't get into the history no. of that. But anyway, yeah. we drove by it, took a picture, the usual.
1: Yeah, because let's get to the best part. Yeah, let, um, yeah Literally one of the highlights of the
0: trip. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so we, we get there at about... We get back to Heights at like 9.55, and we are just like, oh, we'll wait in the car, and then we see someone go in to get an order. We're like, okay, I guess they're open now. So we walk in, and one of the things that we like to do before we go to a lot of these places is, we, you know, some of them don't have as many interviews and newspaper articles written about them and all of that but we try to find what we can find to make sure that we're ordering the right thing make sure we know a little bit about the restaurant and one of the things that came up as we were searching around about heights is they say the the thing that sells out the quickest is what they call the rib cut and we I, and I kind of knew and the, the article I read had a little bit of information on what it was but I didn't know fully what it was until we ordered it and received it
1: and And what the rib cut is 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 picture a whole hog cooked, not pulled, not skin off. so it's it's the whole hog as it is. They take a cleaver and they cut out a square of the area where the belly, the ribs are underneath, and the skin is on top. And it's all one piece. Um and it was bigger than my hand. I mean, it was a good I think it had four of the bones in there. yeah, um, it was it was just fantastic because again, it's the Midlands that we <laughs> like so much. But connected to rib meat and connected to skin, crispy skin. So just
0: it was wow. Yeah, yeah, it blew us away. And again, this one now we're in the mustard sauce region. So McCabe's and Scotts were the vinegar pepper region the day before. Now we're into the Midlands, is what they call the Midlands of South Carolina, which is the mustard sauce region. Um, so Heights did have a mustard sauce, which we tried and enjoyed, um, and we also got some ribs there too. Um, And, of course, we couldn't not get hash and rice because we got hash and rice anytime we saw it on a menu. Um, So we got the hash and rice there. But, yeah, the the rib cut just blew us away. It was – I mean, it was something that we – there's very – few times these days where like we'll spend like an hour in the car on the drive back literally just talking about the thing we just ate and,
1: and why didn't we know about it and why didn't more people tell us about right. it well, and
0: and ironically why are more people like, doing it a, yeah. a couple of a couple of people reached out to us after we posted about it and we're like i live in west columbia and i've never had this before and we're like oh my gosh like how how have you lived here this long and never seen this delicacy because um, now anytime we're anywhere near heights it's going to be a must stop for us and i have a feeling that next trip to south carolina we will specifically plan it to where we can go to heights i mean it was that it was that memorable of a bite and it was just it was
1: and it's not for everybody again you know it's 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 kind of a messy bite i mean and it when it's cut out it's not messy but it's kind of messy to eat it's pretty much
0: for everybody that's listening to the show (laughs) yeah
1: yeah (laughs) if you know if you know those things and you know what we like I, i think you'll definitely like it but it was it was um You know here's the deal there's only so much of this cut that you could make out of a pig Um, it needs to be served right fresh off the pit which this one was you know you're not going to be able to hold this for hours right um, and you're going to get rid of some of the better parts of the meat in the pig in our opinion so we totally understand why people don't do this everywhere but um, wow we really would like some of our friends to, (laughs) to do this and I don't care if they give it to anybody else. <laughs> I pref- might prefer <laughs> that they don't. Yes, yes. You know, just <laughs> cut one out for us the next time you do it. Um, but really, really a phenomenal bite. Um, from there, we went to um, we went to another place that we'd been to before as well, which mm-hmm. is Sweatman's.
0: Yeah, Sweatman's. We again on the 2018 hog trip, we made a super fast stop at Sweatman's, um, and so we were able to take a little more time this time and, and kind of you know, walk around the restaurant and. Uh, again, it's a mustard region. Again, it's hash and rice, um, and whole hog. And we ordered our just a, we d- just ordered one plate. I mean, we we had to start pacing ourselves a little better than we were doing, um, which didn't end up working out anyway. But but we uh, we had some really good food at Sweatman's again. Really yeah. enjoyed that stop.
1: Good good simple place, you know, like yeah, country, um, you the know, country. It's not going to compare to hipster barbecue or or new generation new style. Um, but it's a classic and, and we enjoy stopping there for sure. Yep. And, um, and speaking of kind of that, that different differentiation and what's happening in, especially in whole hog cooking out here. Um, our next stop was we got home, we got, took an Uber, um, went down to downtown Charleston and we stopped at palmera.
0: Yeah. And that was, uh, that was one that had been been on our radar for a little while and we knew we were going to get there when, you know, when we planned this trip. And uh, he's serving in a food hall, like right in the like square of like the historic district in downtown Charleston. And he's serving seven days a week, lunch and dinner. And he's got a really eclectic menu. Um, he's serving everything from whole hog, heritage breed whole hog. Um, he does serve brisket. He does serve beef cheeks. Um, what else on the menu Uh, he has uh, not every day but he does he is making his own sausage Fortunately, he didn't have any other day we were there but but he is serving uh, sausage that he's making himself and again we're not going to give you too many details on this because we did interview Hector and we have a really great episode coming up on that that you, you'll get a lot more yeah, details we'll talk on about
1: that the the hash and rice and the beans right um, which are which are very special beans yeah but
0: yeah the, the Puerto Rican beans are great the hash and rice that he's doing is great and you'll hear more about that in the episode
1: with him and they do burgers I think at night I mean yeah. they, they do other other menu items as well because they're in a they're in a food court um i'm sorry what do you call that food uh, hall food that's hall. the that's the hipster name for a food court yes um <laughs> they're in a food hall uh, but they're like you can't not see this place if you're on doing some of the tourism around charleston so it's super easy to get to yeah so if, yeah if you're, from that perspective
0: yeah yeah if you're, if you're wanting barbecue in charleston it definitely should be one of the places on your radar to stop at i mean it's really really impressive food and
1: he's doing a really great job out there so from from whole hog let's talk about brisket and ribs and uh, beef ribs and all of those good things. A slice of Texas in Charleston is Lewis barbecue. Yep.
0: Yep. It's a must stop every time we come in and we have to go see, you know, Lewis barbecue. Obviously John Lewis's history in, in Texas is well noted. We talked about it many, many times on this show. Um, But yeah, we had to stop in at Lewis. I mean, at that point we were running on fumes in terms of stomach
1: space. And and we we were about to go to another event. Yeah.
0: So, so we, we got literally just the smallest sample of Trinity we could get, slice of brisket, um, one
1: rib and the hot guts. And, and we were treated, you know, one of the things that we really enjoy, Lewis barbecue has that tradition of giving you a little sample when you're at the counter, Yeah, you know, something that started at Louis Miller barbecue um law barbecue i believe still does it i, I know prices are getting to where it's, it's getting harder and harder so some places may not do it anymore but um just happened to be that they unwrapped a fresh brisket so we got a bite of the burn in there yeah um, which, which was, is pretty freaking which, cool yeah, yeah which
0: was a nice treat um but yeah i just had a little sampling there hung out for a little bit and then headed to our next event which is the street eats event which was in kind of an asian theme in terms of the food brian go ahead. yeah
1: this one this one was interesting it was it was at a brewery um the holy city brewery i believe yes Yes. holy city brewery um it was kind of next door to the brewery we got there early so why not uh we had a couple beers um then we walked over and um, a really interesting setup a lot of really good food Um, some of the dishes were pretty large some of the dishes were pretty composed um so and again we'd already been to four restaurants, um, including (laughs) all you can eat plates. Um, so we, we ate pretty light that night. Um, some of the standouts I think were Christine. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Christine Lau was was doing a bacon wrapped gnocchi with salsa verde. I mean, it was just, it was an intricate dish and this one thing, and like this is obviously not to, to criticize any of the chefs at these events, but it's just something that we would like to say to anybody that's maybe hasn't done a whole lot of events is thinking about the execution and fast service of events because it does matter. Um, and, and a lot of the dishes that were being served, there were so intricate that it was taking a lot of time and a lot of,
1: well, there's a lot of life fire, yes. which is, which is tough. If you're trying to, to, to cook and serve and slice, Right. Um, you know, if you're doing, if you're, for example, if you're doing chicken thighs and you've got one grill, you know, there's, there's a line of people and the, and these events are, are very full of people. Um, so definitely consider that and consider holding and consider, you know, the, the sterno cans and what you need to keep everything going and just, just keep it moving. Right. Um, Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, just making sure that the dish you're trying to serve is feasible for, you know, for an event of that size, you know, and that, so that there were some, you know, just a couple of hiccups when it came to things like that with, you know, beautiful plates of food, but they took time to produce one of the, one of the other ones we had. And and I apologize because I do not remember the restaurant's name, um, the the to go box with the, the noodles, the noodles. Yeah, oh the my noodles gosh really was good. A, yeah we I mean we had some really good food there I mean it was we had good food all week it was it was such a embarrassment of riches um, the next day um, we were done with our our out of town travels but uh, we had to we had to do a little work the next day we had our uh, we had time booked in the podcast studio which uh, shout out to Head High Media and Arvana Audio for for their help with that um, Vaughn at Arvana Audio was a rock star she uh, she had everything set up and ready to go and you know we we got we're used to doing a very rogue setup with our
1: equipment um in terms of getting slightly less rogue over we time are, we but, are. but we're still i mean it's it's a mobile you know battery operated on-site podcast and so it's really hard for us to get good sound quality most of the time so, yeah, I mean, it was just how great it was to walk in and have a nice quality room with, with everything set up. And she's running the mixing board, so we can just focus on on the discussions. Yeah, so we uh, we were able
0: to, to sit down for about three hours in the studio and bang out a few episodes. And excited for you guys to hear them and some really interesting conversations we were able to have with some really interesting people. Uh, so that'll be coming up over the coming weeks in the show. So be on the lookout for that. It was a really great time, and we had so much fun with it.
1: So we, we knocked out some episodes there and um, walked down to um, our next event. We got there a little early, um, but, you know, so far we hadn't eaten breakfast. We haven't had a bite to eat. I think all we had was water at that point. And, uh, but, hey, there was some chicken ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Life Raft um, makes um, – and they, they offer them – all of their dishes are like handheld dishes. All of their ice creams are like handheld, so they're not – it's not a scoop of ice cream. You get. They had um, – uh, the peanut butter cup.
0: Yeah. You yeah. Know. They had things on sticks. I mean, stuff like that. But yes, the, the thing that they've been most known for on Instagram, of course, um, is their not fried chicken ice cream, which we had seen and heard about and all that fun stuff. And it's, um, I don't even know how to describe it. So it's a, it's ice cream with a like cookie in the center that acts as the quote unquote bone. And then it's coated in, I think it's just like cereal. I'm pretty Yeah, sure. like corn chips like corn, or something, like, yeah. maybe. Yeah.
1: But uh, but it really works. It, like yeah. I mean, you know, there's things that are done for this Instagram world that are just stupid. And this and obviously this is for that partly. But but the ice cream and the and the crunch, everything really did work. Yeah, it I was mean, really, it really was tasty. Yeah.
0: And yes, of course it's molded to look like a, a chicken drumstick and things like that. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good. We needed something in our stomachs because we were about to drink a lot of alcohol. Yeah,
1: so ice cream for breakfast, <laughs> and then we went to the bourbon <laughs> event.
0: So. so yes, the Highwire Distilling, um, you might be familiar with <clears throat> Revival Jimmy Red Corn Whiskey. Um, Highwire Distilling, based out of Charleston, had an event um, that we well, were able to get into. That Bill Thomas from Jack Rose Saloon in Washington D.C. was the guest speaker, and it was all about how to how to blend different barrels of whiskey to get the flavor profile that you're looking for
1: and and really that blending isn't a bad word so especially we're not talking about blended things like there's a lot of of canadian whiskey that is blended with non-bourbon there's a very very famous one that's blended with vodka Um, that I used to like, and you get a nice little velvet bag with it. Um, and I still don't mind it, but it's, it's a, it's not just a blend of whiskeys. It's a blend of, uh, of multiple things, including artificial colors and flavors. These, these still qualify as bourbon, um, but they're just mixing different barrels and ages and different types of barrels.
0: Yeah. And so we, we were able to sample, I believe five or six different ones, um, and kind of choose which ones we liked. And then, you know, you get a little syringe and you get to make your own blend and, and they end up bottling you know a small flask of it for you
1: and we Did both you th- end up drinking it and
0: yeah we, we've already <laughs> finished one of them but that's okay um but yeah we uh we were able to do that it was a really good time had a lot of fun um and then from there we uh we, we knew we needed food in our stomachs because our next event was a media happy hour <laughs> so like we got to get some food we just drank a lot of whiskey so of course what's close to us Rodney Scott's, Rodney Scott, you
1: know, but we hadn't had the ribs yet. <laughs> we hadn't. So, so this time, this time we got the ribs, which were really good. Um, did we get any other sides this
0: uh, time? We, oh, we got the hush puppies instead of the cornbread this gotcha. time, just to switch it up. And, and I
1: like the cornbread because yeah. um, it, it, their cornbread is, is I, I don't want to use the word unique, but their cornbread is, stands out. Um, it's not like your standard cornbread. Yeah. So, you know, another good meal
0: at Rodney Scott's. And from there we went to the uh, Media Happy Hour, which, and, uh, again, huge shout out to the organizers of this event. They really try to do what they can to take care of the talent at the event and, and put some things together for the media, which they absolutely do not have to do the fact that they're giving us passes to these great events is awesome. So, you know, them, them going above and beyond is just incredible. And so the media happy hour was a lot of fun and right there on the water and this gorgeous old house. I mean, it was live music,
1: oysters, drinks and, oysters <laughs> and oysters and oysters and oysters and some drinks and oysters and then some drinks and then oysters. <laughs> Um, it, yeah, I mean, just like I said, the settings for these events, um, and how well they, they pulled them off, um, really nice folks, you know, got to see all the, all the other media folks there. Um, but that was a lot of fun. So after more drinks, we, oh, after more
0: drinks, we had some time to kill. So we ended up having a $10 beer somewhere, which we're both a little bitter about. (laughs) Uh (laughs) It wasn't
1: a bitter beer, but. No, no,
0: it was actually a beer we liked. And so we were mad that was 10 bucks. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, um. One of the things in Charleston is kind of you've got the the downtown, which is kind of, you know, elevated bars and things like that and restaurants. And then there's a lot of there's kind of a a, a, an area of kind of nothing around that until you get out farther out. And so the only option for us was to go into Charleston and we just picked a random bar. um, And yeah, yeah, $10, $10 for a beer. Um, But it is a draft beer
0: yeah so, so then we uh we headed from there to the, our next event which was probably the most barbecue focused event of the of the whole weekend in terms of the festival um and that was the side hustle event um side hustle had lawrence barbecue from north carolina there truth barbecue from houston pat amy, martins amy mills amy mills from 17th street um of course rodney scott yeah rodney scott was there heirloom market from atlanta was there i mean it was it was a oh uh Melvin's from one of the Bessinger family was there and we'll get a little more into that in a second. Um, but we had again, some more really good food there. There's live music at all these events too, which is,
1: which is really cool. Um, and we, we got this one was Texas country. So (laughs) it it, you know, it's also, this was another one that was on the waterfront. Yep. Um, so, you know, you've got the water and again, sun starting to set. Um, you, you just have these wonderful scenic environments and the people are having a lot of fun. Um, you know, and they're getting to try their other barbecue. So a lot of the guys will get up and walk around. Um, but some, some great bites there as well. I mean, uh, you know, of course, Rodney, Scott, whole hog, um, brisket from truth. Yep. Uh, you know, the, um, uh, hash at, um, Melvin's. Yeah. Melvin's was serving hash. Pat Martin was serving
0: broccoli salad. Um, it was, it was just a, bu- oh, uh, Lawrence barbecue had a really good mac and cheese that we had. Yeah. I mean, it's just it was a lot of again, really, really strong food, and it was, it was great. We had a, we got to have a conversation just randomly with uh, Michael Bessinger from Melvin's Barbecue. The Bessinger family has a very long barbecue history in the Charleston area. Um, you might be familiar with Bessinger's Barbecue, um, but yeah, he was he was very interested in learning about Texas barbecue and learning more about it, and and it was really neat. He uh, he had never had truth before. And so, yeah, we, we were able to, to sneak away and, and grab a bite of brisket for him and, and bring it over to him. So it was uh, it, it was it was pretty cool. And then he, he was really excited. And Abby was really excited because she's from the Charleston area. And the Bessinger family is like one of her family's favorite places. And so it was kind of cool for her to get to, to meet him. And he was really excited to meet Leonard. It was it was just neat seeing those barbecue connections being made.
1: Absolutely. So it was another day of <clears throat> another day of um, booze, oysters, and barbecue, <laughs> which was kind of the theme of the trip so far, um, and that wasn't over yet. Um, so day five, we woke up, and this was our first trip actually to the culinary village. Now we had went um, for a concert um, uh, before, but this was our first visit. You know, the, the, what they do is every day there's a very large area where they have. You know, this is called the Charleston Wine and Food Festival, so there is a lot of wine. Um, other spirits and food at the main in the main area which in they call this the culinary village yeah and and so we
0: we really get a few bites and a lot of drinks <laughs> and it was actually pretty warm out there um by the water that day and so yeah there was yeah another waterfront yeah different no, location yeah. another waterfront. Yeah, and yeah this is literally riverfront park and so yeah it is riverfront um, but yeah, it was, it was different from the culinary village that we went to a few years ago. Cause that one was in Marion square, right in the heart of downtown. So this one, it was, you know, another one that was a little further out of, out of town. Um, and it was, you know, it was a lot of walking, which is good for us. Do need to be prepared if you're going to do that. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of walking. There's a lot of people
1: there. Um, but it was again, and, and, a ton and of almost options. a surprising amount of, of adult beverages. Um, <laughs> yes. so many wineries, of course but not just wineries you had breweries you had distilleries um so so and those lines were the really really reasonable for the alcohol um uh, i'm not stumbling on my words that's (laughs) been that's been a day ago but um but you know that was impressive um you know the the lines for the food got pretty long they did just just to be fair and, and and honest here uh lines for the food got pretty long but but all in all i mean it, it's still a great event, yeah. and you know the value for your money. If you if you if you enjoy alcohol and you enjoy food and you enjoy combining those, which is literally the name of the festival, yep. you know that's that is what it is. And and so it's always great to go to this. We had one more day though, um, this was the last day, yeah, and so we're so kind of cruising through it.
0: Yeah. So so after the culinary village, I mean, like I said, we'd had a few bites, but we had 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 more liquids than solids, let's say. I guess that's fair to say. So we were like, well, we we really need to get a good meal in our stomachs because we had an event later that night, but there was a pretty big gap in between. So we like, we need to get some more food in
1: our stomachs. So And as much as we do like Rodney Scott's, we didn't want to go right. Rodney Scott's every single day. Right. Um. Really. Got, yeah. And we
0: were, I think we were kind of ready for some non-barbecue. Um, yeah,
1: we tried to go here once or earlier in the week, but uh, they, had, they were so busy. So. Yeah. And we had been here
0: on a previous trip, too. Um, and that's uh, Leon's Oyster Shop, um, which is a really good, really casual place um, that does, like, oysters and fried chicken, draft beer. And so... We, uh, we sat down and I think we probably sur- surprised the server with how much we ordered uh, <laughs> we end up we ordered some peel and eat shrimp we ordered uh, two pieces of fried chicken and uh, three dozen oysters <laughs> yes so
1: we just kept getting them and, and the oysters were oyster flights so um, the dozen oysters were three different kinds of oysters so yeah. um, that was fun to kind of go through those each time yep um, but yeah we just kept reordering, and, reordering. <laughs> and then we had fried chicken on top of that because I viewed fried chicken <laughs> so so um, it, it wasn't because of the amount of alcohol; it was because of how hungry we were. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, so, yeah, what, I'm sticking to that.
0: We, yeah, we had a re- really good time at, at Leon's, and then walked back to our Airbnb. Got to relax for a little bit, and then we headed to our last event.
1: Yeah, this one, this one is the finale uh, at the Cigar Factory, which is a, another really cool location. Um, they had had an event there last time. So yeah, the finale kind of, was there last yeah. time. Yeah,
0: same place. We were
1: excited. It's a little bit small. It's a little bit probably the smallest event um, of all from a, at least from a square footage.
0: Yeah. But I, to me, this was, this was my favorite event of the entire weekend. Um, not only was the food great, but like there was so many food vendors there and the,
1: the ratio of food vendors to attendees I thought was perfect. And they turned very fast right? I and mean, the, you know, the, the, the lines moved quickly. So it yes. wasn't, you know, we got, we actually ate everywhere there in some places twice. Yeah. So, um, you know, I guess the first place we stopped at was Louis barbecue. Um, so John Lewis and crew were there. It was our first time to get um, Lewis at the festival. I think this was his only event yeah, at the festival. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we are in line. Um, didn't say a word to anybody, just standing in line. John didn't say a word to anybody, just walks up and hands us a couple of burnt ends. <laughs> you know, that's that's cool. That, um, yeah, that,
0: that was uh, an unexpected and nice treat. Thank you, John. Um, but, yeah, he, he was doing some beef rib barbacoa tacos on fresh homemade corn tortillas. corn tortillas and rancho up. lewis is opening yes. um, this month they're, they're saying um he's he is opening a because he has new mex roots in new mexico his family's from there and so he's always he's always been passionate about yeah. that kind of food That's why you and, see the green chilies so- right and, and, and he's yeah. done different trailers and stuff you know involved with the rest with lewis barbecue but now rancho lewis is going
1: to be opening soon and, yeah, so- and i think it's going to be pretty damn good I yeah mean, obviously i don't know how much barbecue will be in there if any but right um but the tortilla itself really was a good tortilla yeah um let's see who else was there? uh home team barbecue was there the beef rib tostada that they
0: served was really good That's good nice uh, and crispy um our, our buddy our you well a little a little sad our dom lee our houston friend who's now in new or- he's going to be based in new orleans he's uh going to be doing some culinary things down there that sound very exciting uh Dom Lee was at the finale event. Um, we got to have a really good pork belly bite from him. Um, I, I'm gonna say we'll save the dessert for last because I just want to talk about it for sure. a minute. Yeah. Um, Jake Wood and Lawrence Barbecue were doing two different oyster di- dishes: a raw oyster and a cooked oyster. Um, what else did we have there, Brian? Um, the the duck pastrami sandwich. Yeah, there was a duck, yeah there's and that's again that's what we love the the mix of different types of food. Hot and cold preparations, seafood, meats, vegetables—just so much of everything there.
1: Um, I was, it was the tuna. It was like a tuna tartare as well. Remember that one? Uh, yeah, but I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I apologize for for not remembering the name. I'll go through my my photos, but that was also good. Um, Rodney Scott was there doing wings. Yep. Um, there was a pizza place. The line was just, that it, was the one line that was that, crazy That was the long. one thing yes. we didn't
0: eat, yeah, yeah. Uh, Meg Bickford from Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Very famous restaurant in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she was there serving some tremendous foods. I had to geek out because Kelsey Bernard Clark was there. She's the Top Chef winner from a few seasons ago. She was doing an oyster with like a collared kimchi mignonette on it, um, which was really good. Had a, Had a few of those probably. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, well, there was multiple good desserts at, throughout the festival and right. at this event, but there was, there was one that stood out and it's, uh, it's one of the best bites of food I've had at a festival, like, in recent memory. I mean, it's, it was just killer. You talking about n- executing it fast, which again, we talked about it, it really is important executing it fast in that type of environment, having different textures, different flavors and different techniques all on one easy to eat plate. Uh, that was the dish that we had from Edmund's Oast, um, and chef Heather Hutton, who's their pastry chef. We had a, it's a strawberry ice cream with a toasted meringue on top, a strawberry sauce on, on
1: top of a, on uh, top like of, a graham cracker. Yeah. On crust. top of
0: like yeah. a, yeah, like a shortcake sort of thing, uh, with a strawberry sauce and like a crumble that goes over it. I mean, it was just, it was a great, great dessert.
1: And it was, it was, the ice cream was cold And, and then they toasted the meringue right there fresh. So the meringue was right there freshly toasted. I mean, and they were turning it fast, but it was like, here's a, here's a dish that had, you know, the, the sweet, but it had the, the, the crumbles and it had that, that toast. I mean, they just bang, 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 knocked them out too. That was, that was probably almost as impressive as the food. Yeah. It it was
0: just, can't say enough great things about that dish and about how they executed it. It was just great. And again, it was it was a great event to end a great week on. The Charleston Wine Food Festival is such a unique experience for for nerds like us. You know, They're just used to barbecue events, which we love our barbecue events, but this is a whole different animal. But we, uh, we've we had a ton of fun. We've and ate a ton of food. Ate a literal <laughs> ton of food. Um, but we're, uh, we're going to head to the airport here in a little while and, and get back to our everyday mundane lives. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Special shout out though. Again, thank you so much to Charleston wine and food for allowing us to do this a second time, meaning that we didn't screw things up too bad the first time. So that was great.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We, we can't thank them enough. It was uh, a great weekend, you know, a lot of great events, a lot of incredibly talented chefs producing some phenomenal food and, uh, we, uh, we hope we're back here again. All right back on the road.